Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV's Siesta Key, a look at MTV's latest reality show. Actually, I'm not even sure it's the latest one anymore. (laughs) Uh, But uh, from three locals to Siesta Key area. I'm Brian Reese. I'm Elizabeth DeGenis. And I'm Wade Tangelo. And this week, it's the second to last episode. But before we get into that, we have some news to give you all. (laughs) Apparently, Alex Kampathakross was punched outside of a bar in Tampa recently. Tell us about it, Wade. Uh, McDitton's, which is a very popular bar. I've probably been there about 50 times. I used to live within crawling distance of it. It's a very popular spot in South Tampa, right on Howard Avenue. A lot of University of Tampa students, a lot of Stetson apparently students. And the story goes, Alex went to file a report. He got kicked out of the club. Then he got punched, and he said his jaw got wired shut. But the police are like, that's not what we saw. The police report indicates that he had like a busted lip. So we don't know. Hopefully uh, his jaw didn't get uh, broken, but apparently he did get punched. And uh, I don't know. Paul, I guess, wasn't there to get his back on this one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. apparently got his back. Not on this one. Well, you know, the truth is, is that even though it, his jaw might not have appeared to be broken then, it could have been. Well, I'm not a medical. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. And but also, the if, police he's, report, if, if he's drunk, he could easily not know that his jaw was broken. But the police report did, and they could have been, they're not medical professionals either, but right. their report indicated that he might have been exaggerating. Um, and his dad does have a medical referral service. So, you know, who knows? So uh, do you think that he called 1-800-ASK-GARY? Uh, it, if you've seen some of the comments, it's actually 1-800-JAW-HURT is what he oh, called. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, and the suspect that he first said he could identify and then didn't. We've had a, a plethora of comments. Now, you might remember uh, there's footage of him um, shooting, uh, allegedly shooting a shark. And yep. his buddy was uh, seen dragging a shark. So the le- the comment that got 115 likes, suspect was in all gray, had many teeth, and last seen wearing a dorsal fin. Okay, sure. <laughs> clever, clever. God, oh, my God. All right, well, let's talk about this episode because I don't know, and I know that not all of you agree with me, but I feel like the show is getting better. I like it more and more as the season goes on. I thought last night's was the most entertaining episode. Yeah. I, it makes me ashamed that these <sighs> – that these people are making some of the decisions they're making not ashamed it makes sure. me, the whole show i feel like you know very i feel dirty watching it you know as okay. it progresses and, <laughs> okay. but at the I same don't know time that we all can say that but okay yeah. it just feels <laughs> icky but at the same time it feels more entertaining so i don't know yeah I would say, see, for me, I was going to say, I feel like the plot lines, they hinge these things on. I know we'll talk about Polly's performance in a little bit, but sometimes I'm just like, what am I watching? Which might be what you're saying when you say you feel dirty, but it's just, you know, maybe when I was 17 watching Laguna Beach, it just felt different, but now... I, I can't really enjoy it this you're, way. You're an adult now, Elizabeth. Yeah, I am 23. I'm an adult. Just you're more of an adult than most of the people on the show. That's for sure. That, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's run through the episode real quick. Right. Um, it starts off, Chloe's narrating. Mm-hmm. 
it's called Chloe at a Crossroads. I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm not sure that there was very much about like <laughs> right. Chloe was in it a lot, but there was not a lot of character development. She's pretty much right. set her path already. I but. was excited to see Chloe maybe grow, and then there was nothing really that happened. I, mean, I think she's already grown. Yeah, that's you know, fair. that's I mean, fair. that's for that's the trick. But it starts off with um, Kelsey confronting Juliet about telling uh, Garrett that she had slept with Alex the night of the gala. Right. And, uh, you know, Kelsey kept going on. I was going to tell him. I was going to tell him. I'm like, really? Like, your excuse is that you hadn't been hanging around him much? I mean, it's just, it's clear. It's like the theme of the entire show, honestly. No one takes responsibility for their own actions. There you go. That should be yes. And this is the thing that's frustrated me with this whole Kelsey Garrett storyline from the beginning is, like, every time they get together about this she never admits like they were together at the gala she essentially cheated on Garrett. They were boyfriend girlfriend right. at that time. Like they had a fight, but they were still together. They didn't break up. Right. Or even take a break or anything. Right. So I have no so, sympathy for her. Right. And we'll so, get to the later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I like, mean, she is no ground to stand on. Right. Yeah. And, and this show has a strange way. I mean, they did this with Chloe with getting punched in the face and then turning it around. So somehow it was always her fault. And they're doing this now kind of with Kelsey where they're like pitting you against her, but at the same time, they're never actually getting her to say to Garrett, like, hey, yeah, I cheated on you, you know. But whatever, maybe she'll say it eventually. Yeah. I mean, then we get into a scene with Polly, and oh, we'll honestly, quickly, we're, yeah. we're jumping ahead here. I'm sorry. No, well, uh, uh, just uh, did we get to the girl code yet? Because I, I, I wanted to yeah. discuss the girl code. You mean Chloe and uh, Kelsey? Well, no, Kelsey and Juliet talked about yeah, it doing too. That, oh. She brings like, up the girl, girl code. code. Is that a thing? And if it is, doesn't like. They just met. Like, they just started hanging out, right. what, a few weeks ago. That, well, no girl I get it. There. I mean, I think you could say the same thing for guys, which the implication being, like, if your best friend just broke up with his girlfriend, you wouldn't go and, like, get with her. Right, but she, they weren't good friends. Or you know what I mean. They're, but they're in this, like, incestuous group, which is why I think the girl code thing doesn't apply, because they all right. date each other. It's like... Right, and they don't any- go back a long time. I mean, but right, exactly. let's not give Juliet too many props here, because... I mean, she did do it as revenge. Right. Oh, I mean, totally. Like, yeah. yeah. So that was, they're both kind but of. Kelsey deserved it. They're both bad. Right. I don't even know if Kelsey deserved it, but she certainly has no ground to stand on, like, getting mad about it. Well, she deserved what happened to her at the beach club. Right. I'm kind of like, if Garrett's happy, I'm happy for That's him. That's right. You know what I mean? Get, Garrett. So is Garrett anorexic? <laughs> what? Is it, what man who's 22 goes. I ate a piece of pie, so I went to the gym and worked out afterward. Like my wife picked up a on man that who one. a man who looks like that. No, yeah, that was just sad. Like, like Garrett, you're a pathetic dude. Garrett <laughs> like, said tons on. of. Did you guys remember the episode where he was like, "Oh, I put cheese in your eggs, so like no more fat today." I think that I was no, no. He put the one. eggs in fat, so there's no cheese. Oh, that's what it was. Oh. Yeah, and he goes. I mean, if you're a woman, and you hear a guy say that, don't you just go, "Oh, you pitiful man," or do you go, no. "Oh, that's great." Well, that's I think somebody stay. like Juliet would say, "Like you take care of yourself." Right. Like for me, I would say maybe. We don't watch me eat because now I feel insecure. <laughs> like you know. Well, then later when they went out to dinner, uh, oh they brought out the dessert, and and Juliet said, "I know it's not really part of your meal plan." <laughs> <laughs> but he went, oh he went home and worked out afterwards because he of ate course. two bites of it. You well, know what? Gosh. It's his job and his passion, obviously. Uh, yeah, pitiful. and that's that's the thing. You have to respect him for that. It's like this yeah. is what he does. I, I, you know what uh, I mean? I pity him. <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> Wade's a little bit jealous. Is fine. <laughs> so th- I pity him. Then there's a scene with Alex and Gary and Polly. Oh, that was classic. And uh, it has the best quote, in my opinion, from the entire show, or one of the best quotes. And that's when Gary is, you know, kind of telling Polly, I don't know what to do with you, blah, blah, blah. And he says, I can lead a horse to water, 
But if it doesn't listen, <laughs> <laughs> nice little mixed metaphor there. The kids yeah. don't pick up on that, but yes, that was great. Yeah, uh, and the the lesson that Polly learned apparently was make sure your car doesn't have weed in it when you're driving around. Oh yeah, yeah. but but Polly admits he will not give up weed. No, nope. I like uh, that he was very. I mean, you know, that's and I fine. But Gary, self-made, very successful businessman, and all his pearls of wisdom that he drops. When's he gonna say, Paul, you're 25? You got to pick another career, the musician. And I'm maybe after the beach club, like mm. in all of Gary's wisdom, hasn't he once maybe thought, "Hey, Paul, try to line up well, you know, work." Well, I, I think he did kind of say that in that last episode where he got the um, where he was in in jail. Yeah, uh, you know, and he said like, "Look, you got to get do something else if you're going to try to be an artist at the same time." But oh, right, get a, a side job, side job, right. yeah, and, right. and smoke less weed. Because well, no other singers do that. In, in the scene, Paulie also announces that he has booked his own show at the Beach Club, the biggest club on Siesta Key. Right, right. Which, the only club, yes. Well, yeah, I mean... Gilligan's, I guess you get I mean, I don't know. No, it is really the only club. There's other places where there's live music and stuff, but... Also... And, and real quick, that event did take place. There was yeah. a Facebook event, and we <laughs> toyed with the idea of going to it. Now I really wish we had yeah. gone to yeah, it. Sure. <laughs> That's what I was telling Kristen. I was oh, just like, I, I would have gone had I known. But did you see how sparse, just yeah. to put this in context, that took place um, not during the summer. The show was not shot during the summer. Shot the, the, that it was it, like... In the spring. Oh, that's how When Beach Club is packed. So they must have done it early in the night. Because if you looked at the crowd shots, very sparse and very heavy on the same faces that you see at all their little private parties. Right, the whole Sieski. And it could have been been really late at night because, you know, they they do go outside. Yeah, because he says in an hour. If you look at the the lighting, no, I think they did it earlier. Well, I was going to say that the other thing is about Beach Club is that, like, most of the time when you're there, you're so drunk. It's not like the music is really what you're paying attention right. to. So to get that kind of <laughs> audience, I mean, I couldn't figure out the mic. <laughs> oh, let's let's wait for that. Okay, one, okay? sure. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> I think there's a great scene where Kelsey and Chloe are hanging out at the uh, oh at Casey oh. Key Fish House. Yes, right. at the TV finally bar. somebody says something right. to Kelsey, and Chloe is the voice of re- like she has been and is. Oh, clearly. Definitely the voice of reason in this whole episode. But, uh, you know, she says to Kelsey, you know, he told you this. He told you what would happen (laughs) if you screwed around. And it did happen. So what are you going to do? And then she had another great line. Uh, Can I jump forward to what she told Alex and uh, Paul about not all of us are trust fund kids? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, finally. Yeah, finally someone's like, hey, you know, I'm working class. She's got a cute apartment. But, you know, we're we're not all sitting in. Well. Also, the thing that like shocks me about Alex and Polly is like they they played this fat joke over and over and over again, and I'm like, I just don't understand what grown man makes a fat joke. You know what I mean? It kind of gets just, punched in the well, mouth. I mean, and I don't, <laughs> yes, yeah, calling them grown men. I mean, they're in a transitional period. Polly's 25. I know. He's in. Polly is still in a grown, transitional period. These are the type of men that are going to be in a transitional period for years. Oh yeah. For, for maybe sure. for always. That's because Polly is kind of like has had a rough life and is, you know, kind of a lazy dude it seems. And then Alex is rich. These are kind of those are people who grow up house. late in life. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> but um, Chloe, no. What, Chloe had a great quote though. Uh, You've been warned by everyone in this group what hanging out with Alex will do, and you still did it. Yes. <laughs> and Kelsey's just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, the thing I was going to say about Chloe that's interesting is like I have honestly from day one been on her side. Yeah. But I was talking with one of my friends last night who ironically, I don't know why he's a guy and he watches the show, but he does. 
And um, he was telling me that he hates Chloe. He says, Chloe's my least favorite character. He says, uh, she meddles in everything. She's the worst. You know, all this stuff. And I was like, that's interesting because I've always felt like she actually doesn't really meddle that much. It's more like she's just in the group. So For not having any romantic interest, though, it is a bit odd that she places such an importance on being in the group. I mean, I can kind of see his argument like, hey, if you're not trying to sleep with anybody, right. then and why are you even on the show? Yeah, Come exactly. on, eh? Right. <laughs> it is. I wonder why they don't ever ask that question because like, Polly, I get it. They've kind of established him as like the quirky older one who's like not getting with these girls. But he still has girls sometimes. But Chloe... They had Brandon, and then they kind of, that ended, and now they've never given her another love interest. Well, and she's not the meddler. I mean, I think she was kind of, they were setting her up as that in the beginning. Right. I mean, Chloe is one of the few people in this whole show that has had a character arc, you know, has had character development in some way. Yeah, if you believe the whole, the way they try to paint her as being crazy in what, was it the first episode? Right. I never bought that. Yeah, Yeah. that and being punched in the face, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway. But then we have the most uncomfortable scene in perhaps the entire show. It's right up there with the bowing whole episode. Oh Oh my God. God. But this is when uh, Brandon and Madison and Alex and Kelsey are hanging out at Alex's house and it is the worst. That is like, I really, I never feel uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. Like, why Brandon didn't stand up and say, just walk out. I mean, Alex. Why Madison didn't say anything? And Madison had that fake smile that she gets when yeah. she's oh, nervous, yeah. just plastered her. <laughs> yeah. But Alex doing that to Brandon. Now, there's the bro code. Like, okay, if you're going to be okay with the guy sleeping with your ex, then you don't bring up how you used to like sleeping with her, which essentially was what he was. I don't know if he was. Say- I don't know if he was saying. Who's your well, best let's- boyfriend? Oh, but let's I mean, go back to the first your- part. So the sorry. first thing he says is he goes. I, w- I remember meeting Madison right at the picnic tables on Siesta Key. Right. Yeah. I didn't take that as a sexual thing. No. 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 But, no. but yeah. then he. he said, but then he says, "I would never like another girl more than I like Madison." Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that's that is- sexual. No, no it doesn't. Don't worry, it's not sexual. Yeah, so I just thought it was. Like, it's a loaded comment. And right. so is when in front when of Kelsey too. But like new. Yeah. No, I mean it's not sexual, but it is definitely. But here's the bad. sexual. Right. Here's the one I took sexual, especially with his smirk, is when they're playing Truth or Dare. Yeah. Who is your best boyfriend? Oh, I thought Anything. that was just, yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe my mind. Yeah, your mind. It's just trying to get into <laughs> Alex's head, you know, I'm trying to think like Alex. Well, think. maybe, yeah. I mean, there's no way objectively, just from his actions, he could be the best boyfriend but for how, anybody. But as a man, if I'm Brandon, I, I'm telling Alex to go, you know what, and get out of his hot tub. I mean. I felt like, like it was or, offensive or, or to everybody. Alex, like, why? I think this scene just made it clear to me that he, uh, there's, like, I don't understand how he can be redeemed. Because, like, they've set him up again yeah. and again. Yeah. As, like, I mean, last week we had that ambiguity at the saloon. What's that place called? White Buffalo. White Buffalo. White Buffalo yeah. You know, where he talked to the girl. But now it's, like, he's blatantly talking about Madison in front of Kelsey. Right. Well, I mean, it's... And Brandon, who's supposed to be his friend. Right. And Brandon did have a little bit of, I mean, Brandon is chill. That's the trick with Brandon. Uh, later on, when they're uh, playing truth or dare, and Kelsey says it's my turn for a dare, Brandon says, "Okay, you kiss Alex." It's like he, he right then he's saying, "Alex, that is the girl that you were dating." Kelsey, yeah, you know, to establish me, that. that. It's a subtle game. Come on, yeah, real subtle. But then he doesn't want to kiss Kelsey. <laughs> Alex doesn't want to kiss Kelsey. Yeah. Ugh. And then uh, let's, the get worst. To, let's get to when they was it next? What pier was that? Where they had the the where they addressed race? Yes. 
Oh yeah. Okay. So that was the Venice fishing period. So now we're that's what I thought it was Venice too. And it's funny how they jump up. Like they they make it sound like going to Venice is just a quick drive, but that doesn't matter. Whatever. No, but it's you know it's probably a good twenty five minutes from Siesta Key. But um, it's a beautiful place. It is. They had a nice date. They brought up the race thing. Obviously, I don't think it was a deal for Madison. I don't think she was even ever considering uh, the race thing. But you know what? It gives Brandon a little bit of it. character development it's yeah. very contrived the way that he said it, it, it I, I would have liked to have seen him maybe speak with a little more conviction it just didn't sound no but i thought his story about you know yeah. living in a oh in a, that's probably a rich true. enclave with a bunch of white folks who constantly were looking at him and his family and wondering why they're there oh unfortunately it's completely believable yeah. what he right. said but i think i actually like i mean I, I do find them to be contrived like all the couples in the show madison and brandon but I think they have some at least legitimate chemistry. And I thought, like, I didn't like the way they brought up race, but I was at least glad they did because I think it's a fair point. Like, probably Madison had never dated another black guy. And, like, I can understand how Brandon would feel, like, maybe insecure about that. So, or just wanted to, like, talk to her about it. Well, more importantly, his mom brought it up. His but, mom said, you should talk to yeah, her about it was this. his mom's idea. Oh, yeah. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, see, I think Brandon's mom is the best part of the show, but, you know. Or maybe Paige is the best part of the show. That's true. There was actually. a scene with Madison and Paige, and yes. Madison had the great quote when Paige was asking her about how she felt about Alex, and Madison said, I'm on to better things. Yeah. It's like, finally. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is Chloe's narration always makes me laugh because whenever they have like a happy scene with somebody, like after the uh, Brandon right. and Madison scene, she's always like, you think they're going to be happy? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then Juliet and Garrett have their date. We talked about that a little bit. They were at Turtles oh, on Siesta Key. Yes, that was It's kind right of a there. straightforward restaurant right in the water. It's nice. There was nobody there. That kind of was strange to me. Yeah, yeah they definitely cleared that out. Right, for, they were like, get everybody out. Yeah. I, I was hoping they were going to stop in at the Crescent Club, which is right down the street. But <laughs> Crescent Club. <laughs> they can't film there because yeah, it's too dark. It's a pitch black, dark, smoky bar. It's been around since like 1949, and it's a classic spot. But yeah, they would not go. But Turtle's there. close to where uh, Alex and Juliet went out, right? That first date they had, which was on um, Ophelia. Oh, yeah, Ophelia's Ophelia. right, right next right door. Right, yeah, that's yeah exactly, right so next door. Juliet takes the guys to all the same places. <laughs> I mean, you know, you I mean, are. We go to the Crescent Club. We just don't get to see what <laughs> There are other restaurants on Siesta Key that they have not touched on this show. Yeah. But there aren't, you know, a ton. So. Yeah, there's not a ton of nightclubs either. No. No. <laughs> no. Speaking right. of nightclubs. Oh boy. oh, boy. Poor, poor Polly. Oh, my God. So, Polly's night at the beach club. Uh, he gets it all ready, gets set up. He's nervous, obviously. And then he gets up on stage, and what happens? And he's hammered. Let, let's, let's make this very clear. Yeah, he's hammered. He, he's under the influence of many things. Yeah. Uh, alcohol being one of them that we know for sure. At least one or two, probably other things. Sure. And he's having a hard time functioning. Now, anybody who's ever held a mic knows there's an on and off switch. And if you don't hold the mic right, you will inadvertently turn it off. And it's easier done, as I learned, I think, at one of our best of the bay things. It, it's a fairly easy yeah, mistake to make. Especially, especially when you're laying, especially when you're laying down sick beats, right? Which really, <laughs> thank, 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 you, thank you very much. Alex, I mean, none of his peer group—they all grew up on hip hop. Nobody is kind enough to say you're not on beat. Like your flow. Forget the fact. Right. And I don't mean to be Mr. Music Critic, but the man has no rhythm. I mean, he has—he doesn't understand that to rap, you got to be on the beat. Well, he was for the first go. And then the well, mic, then kind. the mic went out, 
and then he was off, and then the mic went out, and then he tried one more time, and then the mic went out. But his, I mean, his lyrics are trite and yeah. overplayed, and I mean, I'm sorry, Polly. We They're, love you. Like, we think you're a great character, but listen to Gary. Get a side job. It's not gonna get get an actual job. Maybe it's yeah, like a side job. Yeah. Gary will give you a good steady job. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll be the world's highest paid janitor. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. What else is he qualified for? Oh, that's come so on. mean. Is he qualified? Does that's he have another skill set? Well, I don't. See? He probably could learn things. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I don't. Oh. He's 25. Like his, his learning arc is over. Like, oh, he's 25. Listen, all I want to say, all I want to say is that remember what you were like at 25, Wade. I I was a. Uh, Employed journalist. That's right. That's is right. That, is that all you're going to say? I was there? an employed journalist. I lived in South Tampa and I went to McDinn's and managed never to get punched. And I was at McDinn's several nights a week. Well, he's very proud of that fact. <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is that I could tell stories about Wade, but I will not. <laughs> Gainfully employed. Gainfully employed. That's for go. sure. Yeah. There you go. 16. And yeah. that's impressive. But then Polly, of course, is shattered by this event, goes yeah. outside, gets in his car, starts crying. It's very, very sad. And the worst, the absolute worst part of it is when Chloe comes out and is trying really to talk shocked. him down. And he says to her, he apologizes again for doing the fat stuff to her. And he says, I've lost everything. And I literally want you to come down to my level and hurt like I do because I'm miserable. No, I'm I a bad I- person. I got what I deserved. Yeah, I thought uh, he said I don't want you to come down to my level. No, he yeah, wanted. That's what. Yeah. He, that's why he did the fat stuff. Right. You know, it's like Uh-oh. he was trying to drag her down to feel as bad as he does all right? the time. That, I thought that was a redeeming line, but now I'm no, just... no, it is. No, he, <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's like he's realizing what's going on. Like yeah. he feels miserable all the time yeah. because his life is it's terrible. Yeah, and he wanted to drag other people down with him, and that's why he had done that. So he's ugh. See the show is. is they at weird. least tried to redeem him with that scene. Like they wanted you to feel right. sympathetic, yeah. right? But well, totally, it was a terrible situation. I no, I just feel like the show is weird because like there are certain scenes like that where you want to be like this is kind of how they handle like Chloe in therapy and her dad, where you want to be like I really feel for Paulie. He's going through a lot, but then it's like the crux of what he went through is like he was so high or whatever he was that you couldn't figure out how to turn Mike on and off. You know what I mean? Like that. It's like couldn't there be like something more than that? But no, I thought it was a good scene all in all for, for this show. Yeah, well, and while all that drama was going on, uh, Juliet and Garrett are locking oh tongues God. at the table. <laughs> like, literally across the table. Yeah. No, they had my favorite interaction. They literally talked for five minutes about the fact that they ate pie. And Juliet just goes, I ate that damn pie. And I was like, that is me on every day ever. <laughs> I'm like, I will eat this pie. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So. Yeah, so Kelsey gets very upset at that. She is not happy with Brand with oh Garrett. They go outside and start, uh, and Kelsey's like, why are you doing this to me? Oh. And he's like, well, because you screwed Alex when we were still dating. And she's like, but I would never do it in front of your face. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's her argument. She's like, well, it's different to see it. It's like, yeah. okay. It's also different when you've broken up with somebody and you're out on a date with somebody else because that's what you're allowed to do when right. you've broken up with somebody. And that's what Garrett says very calmly. He's like, we're broken up. But it is hilarious. And you mentioned it, I think, a week or two before. Apparently, these people only kiss in public. I've never seen so many PDAs. Like, do they, I mean, 
I, I was single for a while. Like I don't ever remember kissing in public that much. Like, yeah. And, and people, it's just weird. And I get it. You got to do it for the show. But right. like, especially your first kiss. Like I can see if they were hammered. Right. You know, and you're just like caught up in the moment, so you're making out this person. But it, it it's like a plot device where they have to have the people kiss in public. Right. It just and it's in seem weird natural. places, like at a pool party where there's literally ten right. people there, and it's like They're what? All close friends. Right. right. Well, I mean, I will say that I think both Kelsey and Garrett did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to make, to, I mean, not Kelsey, uh, Juliet and Garrett right. did it on no, purpose to make Kelsey feel bad, but. Well, to be fair, Juliet kissed Garrett, so I don't know how much Garrett was like, do this. But. Well, and did you notice, though, that Garrett, like when they, when Juliet and, uh, when Garrett went to Juliet's little birthday soiree on the beach, like he is much more outgoing and pleasant and not so reserved yeah. around her. Like, I don't know if this is what he's always like in the beginning of a relationship and then just kind of settles into it. But. Well, here's my theory. So this is my deep dive Instagram yep. stalking. But uh, <laughs> I had found this photo from like high school of Chloe and Garrett, which makes me think that actually like Garrett's always been a part of their crowd. Because literally this photo is from like whenever they were in high school. And um, I think that maybe like Julia and Garrett are actually good friends, whereas like Garrett and Kelsey probably didn't know each other. Because I thought the same thing, that either they just have better chemistry or it seems like they actually all got along a lot better than Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Chloe seems like the kind of person who's probably friends with a lot of different people. Yeah. You know? But I don't, I don't know. But, but she made a big point in the show about not being friends with Garrett in high school. Remember? Because that was the whole setting right, up thing. Right. wasn't part of their, their clique. Right. That, yeah. Kelsey, that Kelsey was like, oh, do you know Garrett? And she was like, oh, we didn't really hang out with him. Well, I don't know. I don't all know I can that. say is that Garrett is... He's come alive. Yes. He seems happy. Sadly, with Juliet. But, <laughs> you know, in general, he's he's a much more uh, outgoing person. Now. The chemistry between him and Juliet, you are right, is more believable than even him. when him and Kelsey were supposedly in the beginning. Right, in love. In whatever. love, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of it was believable. Mm-mm. Well, more believable. Just, like, relative, too. No, I feel like this is totally a rebound revenge situation for Garrett. Well, he may the, not admit it to himself, but I think it totally is. There was my, my other favorite line from the, the date that Juliet and Garrett went on is that uh, Garrett, or I think Juliet says, uh, do you think that they think that Alex and Kelsey think we're trying to get them what? back? And Garrett's like, well, I'm not like that. And Juliet's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. me too. Yeah. <laughs> she does that smile. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing pretty well. Thanks. It's so true. Well, BuzzFeed told me I was Juliet. BuzzFeed has made a which character on Siesta Key are you quiz. Oh, wow. Which I found out about last night. I took the quiz. I'm devastated to say the first time I got Juliet, the second time I got Alex. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Well, let's talk about Alex because this episode was very non Alex centric, except for the. Except for the uncomfortable situation at the uh, at his house. Oh, and you know what we forgot to add to the uncomfortableness was when he made the horrible pun about the kibasa and do you want to like it, everything involving him? You don't remember that when they're coming? No, up? I do remember it. I just didn't take it as a sexual thing. I think it was. I mean, uh, if, if it has, if it's sweat. guys and yeah. sausage, it's going to be sexual. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. no, that way I'm going to have to sign on. What, All right, what that's fine. On. But there was no. Okay, I think throughout the whole season, there has been almost no character development for Alex. Everyone else gets a little bit, right? But Alex, his character on the show has not changed one bit from the first day. Yeah, and you know, I came out and wrote that column before the show aired. And I said, hey, everybody, let's not hate on these people just because they're of privilege. And I stick by that. You know, you should give everybody 
a shot. And this is before the controversy with, you know, the fishing incident. Right. And here I am, what, eight weeks later, and I really, because um, look, Alex is a real person. You know, he, he really got punched recently. Um, <laughs> he really. No, I mean. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. That was your visceral, that was your immediate reaction to that. Alex is a real person. He no, really but, got punched. <laughs> no, but uh, be, you're yeah. following what I'm saying here. And, you know, his father really lives here. I mean, these are real people. Right. And I am a bit concerned. And, and uh, you know, I, I make my joke about Paulie not being qualified for anything. Look, these are all real people. They, they've got their whole lives ahead of them. I am a bit concerned because at least like Paulie had a moment of redemption so far on the show. Sure. He felt sympathetic. You know, my wife's like, "Don't be mean to him on the podcast tomorrow." Like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" So, but Alex, like, she can't stand. Like, nobody can stand him. And his dad is an executive producer, and I'm really concerned that he might be doing damage to his son with this show. That you know, it, it's not. Well, he wor- took that risk though. I know, but I, I, I just, mean, I don't. I don't think uh, we've, so we've talked about this, but I don't think I don't think Gary has any control over the show in a day-to-day editing and plotting no, sort of way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't think exactly so. Sure. It, usually, you don't. You're yeah. right, but I, I just I feel that uh, he at least has a voice as executive producer to appeal for. Well, that's you know, what I was say. Like, don't you think you'd be upset? I mean, didn't he contribute a lot of money towards? The filming of most of the season, pilot. right? Well, he's yeah. probably going to make some money off of it too, though. So, let's not. well, right? Money. But doesn't he care yeah. about? Well, I was going to argue. I'd be more cared about the way my son is being portrayed on a national level. Totally agree. Yeah, like, would you want to see your son slandered in a reality show? Would we? Would I want my son slandered on a podcast that goes out to hundreds of people <laughs> every week? I mean, you look at social media; nobody likes Alex. I mean, no. like, yeah, like you're a father. I mean, wouldn't you be like, look, we got to pull the plug? Like, I'd be appealing to the to the show runners. Yeah. Hey, look, please, like, my son's getting ready to go to law school. I think he just started law school. Like, he just got punched. Yeah, like, he just got punched. She like, can't handle all this. Right, this is not working out the way. Oh, God. I mean, so what? Like, so let's talk about the last episode. The next week, what happens? Yeah. that makes Alex. You know, makes people come out of it with a feeling that Alex is not a bad person because we've had nine episodes of him being a bad person. I mean, I'm telling you, I think it's going to be something with Madison. That's but what I don't I know. Oh my god! That, I know. He's I'm like get back Madison, Madison. You know better. If they get back, if if they put, if Alex and Madison get back together in that final episode, I swear I will throw my TV out the window. Isn't that the only way, though? <laughs> That's what they're going to do. Isn't that? I mean, no, because you know what happens then. He's still a bad person, right? It doesn't right. redeem him That's as a person, problem, I know. right? This common misconception, and it just makes Madison look like a terrible, terrible. She just makes terrible decisions. Right. She had so many good options. Literally anybody. Anybody and, else. And Alex, Alex has treated her badly on numerous occasions and, just during the show. But right. I, I see the way that they're going to do it is he's going to do something that crosses even their line of, of good taste or standards. And then that's going to be his big moment of redemption. And he's going to say, you know, I'm terrible. I don't know. You listen, here's what could happen. He and Madison get back together. Ugh. And he gets into Stetson, which we know he did, right? He's in Stetson Law School? I mean, the, we think he the is. police report says he lives in South Tampa. Yeah, so I, I think I'm he guessing, got into law school. Yeah. So he gets into law school, and he gets back gets together back together with Madison. Okay, if that happens, that is not a redemption, right? <laughs> that is a person of privilege getting handed a bunch of stuff, even though they're terrible. Yeah. But I think in their eyes, that you know... Money doesn't buy self-awareness. I think in their eyes that that is a 
positive character arc. Well, yeah. here, and here's how here, I think I will disagree with you guys Brian on looks one pained. point. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that Alex. Here's what I think. I don't think that Alex has 100% been a bad person. I think that he's been really bad with women. I mean, he, he really treats women awfully. He doesn't treat his friends well, but he's not necessarily a bad friend. Like he's he's been somewhat supportive to Polly, I would mm-hmm. say. He's and his then cousin. I mean, right? Okay. Blood relative. Yeah. And he see. I mean, he seems. I think the biggest place where he's been redeemed is with his family. I mean, we had that whole episode about his siblings who are who are autistic, right? I mean, that was kind of he gave that speech. We've talked about how that made us feel, but like it could obviously it made Kelsey feel something. So you know it. I think that there are some good qualities to him, and I know that they teased to something with his mom, and you know they've a lot of alluded to a lot how his mom loves Madison so much. So I think it's going to be something like his family being like, "What are you doing?" You know, like she's been the girl all along. Ugh. But here's the thing: like you said that he's been good to his friends, he is not. Like I don't know. Like okay, so Brandon, the one thing he did no, for Brandon bad. was kind of yeah. support Brandon when Madison's ex-boyfriend was in town a little bit, right? Otherwise, he's trying to get back with Madison, even though Brandon's going out with her. All right, that's that's not <laughs> and great. belittling him on his home turf in his hot tub. He has treated none of the women well, including his only female friend, Chloe. Right, that's right. He's treated her awfully. Yeah, and you know Garrett, we can't say is his friend, but he treated him very poorly. I mean, he has treated no one well on yeah. the show. His dad I mean, he seemed to be nice to his dad. I guess, sure, yeah. <laughs> in limited interactions, he loves his family. Okay. Good for him. And, and, and yeah, here, I got to say the snarky thing. Wouldn't you be nice to daddy if he paid for everything? No, you never, ever. you know, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm just saying that's what people are, are going to think. And Yeah. No, I mean, look, I obviously have not been an Alex fan from day one, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know that I would go so far as to say like he's an awful person so much as no. like he's not great. And also at the same time, he has no like positive characteristics where you're like, oh, well, he's you know, so smart and charming and fun, but kind of awful to women. It's like, no, he's none of those things. And on top of that, he's awful to women and not a particularly great friend. Right. Yeah. So there's no positive and there are many negatives. Yes. I think yeah. they could play up his, is being a good older sibling and being a good son. No, I think they had that chance. Like, it's not like they're going to bring that back and that's going to, like, I think the only way that works is if he gets basically ostracized by his friends because of all the junk yeah. he's done. He won't right. I mean, and then he, party. and then he gets, together with his family and you know that's his redemption is that i don't know he admits that he's been a terrible person and he has a loving family that he loves i i don't know you know they also may not want to redeem alex like i'm trying to think of the, right. the model for these well, shows i think they the know also i mean we've heard a lot of rumors it'll be season two i mean that could are they be. even rumors at this point nothing's for sure right um ratings have gone up pretty steadily yeah. since the first week the first very Poor week. Um, Do we it's know gotten what a lot better? Now? About a half a million. Which yeah, a little bit over today's television market. That's it, it's not great, but, but it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's no international house hunters, but and the show cost <laughs> like nothing. I mean, you know, that's pure profit for MTV. Whatever advertising they could sell. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be, you know. And the producers, the showrunners, they already know whether it's been picked up or not, I'm sure. Of course. So that could be the cliffhanger, is that maybe Alex is ostracized. Maybe right. he does want to get back with Madison, and she's going to sure. make him win her back. by, And that could be your whole season, too. Because as people keep quipping on social media, there's no one left, left other than Chloe for him to be romantically. I would like to see Chloe have somebody in her life. I agree. Totally. 
Yeah. Well, the other thing I found interesting is so they're going to have a July 4th party next right, week. Right. Of course. Which is weird also because like they've been like the summer, the summer, but July 4th is like only halfway through the summer. So they're not even taking us through the whole summer. But it's um, season two. Right. Season two is like the rest of this summer. I can't. I'm tuning out that I can't even do it. <laughs> it's like the summer is still crazy. No, but. Um, and Polly Paul, has to go to his court. Parents. I was just going to say, oh, so yeah. you know what's going to happen here. Mm. It's not going to be good. Poor Paul. Uh, but he, he mentions going to rehab in the teaser. Did you guys see the teaser? No. Well, yeah. And I there's all. The, well, there's all that Madison Alex stuff in the teaser. Right. Too. That's oh, why I'm really? saying that's yeah. definitely going to happen. And something with his mom. Right. Well, I think, I his, think his, I mean, his mom appears and I don't know. Paul, so, Paulie Rehab in the right. teaser and Alex and Madison. You know, we don't know that they get okay. together, but there's a lot of insinuation. You know, I will say one thing, though, in terms of Alex staying bad or like in favor of that being the case. Because if we think about the guys in the show, I mean, Alex is really the only like true villain. Because like Brandon's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I have no problems with him. Sure. And, you know, Garrett, while he can be misguided sometimes, like, he's obviously sweet. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Polly is not a great guy, but at the same time, he's not really a villain. Like, other than how he treated Chloe, like, he actually has treated women better than I would say Alex has. Well, can, can we just... Well, wait, wait, let's talk about the real villain in this whole show. Drew. I'm sorry. Drew's been in, like, two episodes. Who is I just Drew? Love, I just love the side people that they bring in. Is it in. Garrett's like, friend? Uh, Drew is Alex's friend, I think, because he went to Bimini. He was a, he was oh. he was with them in the Bahamas, and then Colin is uh, oh my god is is the friend of yeah. Colin. I think his name is spelled like cauliflower. I, I think there's something bigger <laughs> here that we're mis misaddressing, and that's that like you keep saying Alex is bad. Like he's a bad man. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say that. I am saying that. That's me. Thank and you. I said he's a bad man. But if you look at the climate we we live in, you look at. You know, a person like the United States president who said, I grab women by the bonk, and he still gets elected. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there, and I'm not trying to be political. I'm just stating a fact. Yeah. That a man said, I can grab a woman by the blank and gets elected president. We do live in a climate where there's a lot of people who are watching Alex, and I don't think they feel that he is a misogynist. I don't think they feel that he is wrong. That especially whether they're 15 or 50, and his own father – and, you know, I don't know this, but he might not feel the way yeah. Alex treats women is wrong. So you've got to keep that in mind when you're assessing this, that you're looking at through a liberal, maybe, you know, filter that other people might not be seeing him I've, through. Typical liberal left wing media. I'm just I, I'm, I'm I just think, saying there's two ways to look at this. No, I think that's a valid point. I think you I mean, given what we know about some of the cast members beliefs that that's probably how they feel. Yes, but I would argue that some of the things he's done are objectively bad, like, you know, cheating on women with other people. Like, that would they're, be bad. They're whether... not married. <laughs> Let me play devil's advocate here. I'm just saying that... They're not know. married, but that... Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's not like, you know, but it's not great. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. Some things are objectively bad. Not subjectively bad. Objectively bad. And one of those things is Alex Compothacross. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you see got his my, one for my Polly Janitor. Oh, just like you got your one liner in. Oh my god! Oh. On that note, on that note, yeah, we'll see you guys next week for the finale of of Siesta Key. And uh, not quite the finale of the podcast, but uh, watch the finale and come back and talk to us. Have a good week. Just going to run this 
dogs to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.